Hello, and welcome to the BCBO podcast. It is Wednesday, March 30th, and I'm your host, Dan Murch. It has been an absolute whirlwind, crazy week so far. I talk all the time about how all sorts of stuff are going to pop up throughout the day, box number one. It has been that and so much more over Monday and Tuesday, but I figured it all out, got through it all. And at the end of the day, things went right. And I found those good things that went right. And I patted myself on the back, but I'm glad it's Wednesday. By the time we get through today, we are halfway through the week. We are gliding towards the weekend. We're gliding towards the end of the first quarter already, which in and of itself is kind of crazy. And with that brings all sorts of work and nuttiness and stress for Gina and all sorts of good stuff. But today uh, I want to talk about, well, first of all, I hope everybody's having a good week. You know, I've, uh, as crazy as it's been, I've had a very good week so far. And I hope all of you can say the same thing. So today I want to talk about starting a new business. So last week, one of the episodes we did was talking about how many new businesses are going to be starting this year and how it's like kind of this big upswing and people starting their own new business and everything else like that. And it's exciting, right? Like it's exciting when you start your new business, you get, you know, hope and excitement, but it could also lead to feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the process because when you start a business, you have to register it. There's things you need to do to start a business, to do it properly and make sure you're paying your taxes and doing everything legally. And sometimes that process can get a little overwhelming. It's really not that hard, to be honest with you. It's a little time consuming, a little tedious, kind of do some things. A lot of it can be done online nowadays. There's programs and people out there that help you do it, um, that you have to pay a fee for, but most of it you can do yourself if you're willing to take the steps and go through the whole process, but it can be a little overwhelming. So I wanted to go over some of those steps today of what you should be doing when you register, when you start a new business to make sure you're doing everything properly. Thought it tied in nicely to our episode last week about all those new companies that we're starting. So there's a reason to register your business and it's mostly to protect things like your assets, protect yourself. It lays out, you know, how you're going to operate things of that nature. So the first thing to do is choose your business structure. So it's the foundation of your business. It, again, it ties into how your taxes are filed, how your person, personal assets are handled, how your day-to-day operations are controlled, you know, whether who you have to register with, things like that. So there's a couple different common business structures. Most common is sole proprietorship. That's just the most common type of business out there. Normally you don't have to do a formal registration. You still probably have to obtain licenses and permits to do it, depending on what state you're in and what industry you're in. Sometimes there's local permits you have to get. Sometimes there's state permits you have to get. So that might tie into it, but you don't need to quote unquote, register your business as a sole proprietor, you use your own name and conduct, conduct business. And you use your social security number as your tax ID number. That's one way to do it. Now you could also be a sole proprietorship and file for a DBA. That doesn't mean that you have to, if you're going to be a sole proprietor, it's just you, you're a one man shop or one woman shop and you install cabinets, right? You're John Smith and you install cabinets. That's your that's your company and you don't plan on hiring anybody ever. It's just you, you wanna be set up as a sole proprietorship. You don't need to operate under the name John Smith. You can file for a DBA so that you can start a business, run a business name as you know Smith's Cabinet Installing, whatever you wanna call it. But this way you can operate under that business name, but at the end, you're still a sole proprietorship. So you don't get any of the liability coverage that some of the other business designations that we're going to go through um, give you. You're going to be wholly 100% responsible. All right. So if you're a sole proprietor, it's just you, you don't have to register, but you're liable for everything. Next would be a partnership. 
it sounds exactly what it sounds like, right? Partnership is a business with two or more people. Basically, its basic type is a general partnership in which the owners divide all profits and liabilities equally, whether it's 50-50 or 25 through four people, whatever it is, it's all equal and everybody shares in the profit liability all along those lines. Now, you also have a couple of different types. You can do a limited partnership. In that type, one partner has liability exposure while the other one has limited liability. You could also do a limited liability partnership, an LLP. In such a partnership, all business owners are saved from the debts of the business. So if you co-own a business with anybody, you have some kind of partnership. What most people do is they open up an LLC. An LLC combines the simple tax laws of a uh, sole proprietorship or partnership with the liability protection of a corporation. So basically everything passes through to the owners, but you're not really called an owner. You're referred to as a member. That's the official term for it. So as a member of the LLC, you file your taxes as if you were the sole proprietor or the partner, but it's passed through from the company to you, to your personal tax. The LLC protects you from a liability standpoint. If something were to happen, they can come after the business, but they can't come after you. Okay. After that, you go into corporations. You have C Corp and you have S Corps. Usually C Corps are for, you know, larger businesses, more assets, things along those lines or shareholders involved, stuff like that. S Corps uh, is taxed more like a partnership or a sole proprietorship. In other words, the income is going to pass through to your shareholders tax returns. You're the shareholder. However, the IRS, just, you know, they more likely they're going to monitor S Corp's taxes and tax mistakes pretty, pretty clearly because there's certain things you have to do as an S Corp that if you don't do them properly, you don't get to file as an S Corp anymore and you're going to have to revert to a different business registration. So if you're going to do that, if you're going to file as an S Corp, make sure you have a good accountant, CPA, something like that to guide you through the process. Make sure you're doing everything properly. All right. So that's registering the business. Again, tedious, but it's important. Next thing you want to do, depending on the type of business you have, find your location. Is it a restaurant? Is it a retail shop? Or in the services industry, you're going to be working out of your garage, your house, you're going to open up a storefront, whatever the case may be. But simple as it might sound, you got to know where you're going to do it. Next thing you want to do is register your name. So this way, somebody else can't go out there using the same name as well. Also, in some cases, you have to register your name. So if you're an LLC, you have to register. It's part of the registration process. Okay. You can again, do it through a lawyer or there's online services that do it for you. Some websites, some state websites allow you to do it as well. The same thing with the DBA. You can file for a DBA through state websites. There's also services that help you do that as well. Next thing to do would be to register with the IRS. Now, I think we talked about that last week and the numbers that we gave out, they know how many EINs are going to be handed out this year. FEINs. It's the federal employment identification number. It's essentially your social security number for a business. Okay. It's the same idea. Um, it's for things like filing your taxes, opening bank accounts, hiring employees. Those are all reasons why you need an EIN. If you are a sole proprietorship, like we talked about before, you don't need to do that. Your social security number is your federal tax ID number. It's the same thing. So that's what number you use for filing your income tax, your sales tax, whatever. But once you start bringing on people, hiring people, then you need to go get yourself a federal EIN and go from there. Uh, like I said before, depending on where you are and what state you're in and what you're doing, you probably have to register with the state, Department of Revenue, Secretary of State. There's all sorts of places that you need to file. It's not that hard of a process. 
there's services out there that can help you. I keep saying it because, like I said, this gets overwhelming for people. I do talk to people that get overwhelmed by this sometimes, and you don't really have to. It seems bigger and more annoying than it is. It's one of those things that if you break it down into each individual little step and just tackle one at a time, just snowballs, get momentum, and next thing you know, you completed it and you're good to go. And lastly, um, again, depending on the type of service that you're doing, you might need a business license or a permit. So for example, in New Jersey, if you're a home improvement contractor, there's a license you have to get and you have to renew it every year and you have to show that you have proper insurance and things along those lines. Many years ago, I was a home inspector. And when I did that, there was a test that I had to take to get that license and then continuing education I had to complete to renew that every two years. And I had to submit evidence that I completed that continuing education. There's all sorts of different licenses out there. Each state has their own different rules and laws but make sure that you're following yours and you're taking the steps that you need to take. I know for even like hairdressers, things like that, there's licenses that you have to get, insurance that you have to have, things along those lines. Do it all the right way up front. Start with that good foundation so you're not creating problems for yourself down the road. Okay, so that is pretty much what I wanted to cover today. I thought kind of tied in nicely to what we were talking to. Uh, again, it can be annoying, but it's important to do, especially from the idea of separating your personal assets from your business assets. I talked about many times in the past, you don't want to blur that line. When you set up an LLC, for example, use the business to pay for business expenses. Use your personal expenses, personal funds to pay for your personal expenses. When you start using business funds to pay for personal expenses, you are blurring that line of the LLC and you might be breaking the shield that you have there and opening yourself up to uh, liability that you don't want to be opening yourself up to. And that's just silly. You did all this work to set up the LLC. Now actually use it to your advantage and do things the way they're supposed to be done. Okay. That's all I got for you guys today. Let's go have ourselves a fantastic Wednesday. Mine's going to be busy again, but hopefully there won't be as many things popping up in box number one. Some of these things I couldn't control. I couldn't prevent uh, issues with our clients. They were having their own little fires and I had to help put them out. So that created fires for me. That's part of the business. That's why we do it. And I love it. Um, but today hopefully won't be as crazy, but who knows, maybe it will be. And if it is, you know what I'll do? I'll figure it out. Hey, guess what's due today, guys? The rent on our success. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and I'm going to pay it. I'm going to keep asking myself that question and I want you to do it too. How would the person I want to be handle the thing I'm about to do? Keep putting ourselves in that forward-thinking mindset and keep pulling ourselves closer towards our goals. Like I said, there's going to be craziness, but we're going to figure it out. At the end of the day, seek out, celebrate your successes, pat yourself on the back. I get to go to work today. I get to work on my vision and my goals. There's things that are going good, and those are the things I want to focus on. Go check out the website, bcbousa.com. That's where I can get all the good good. All right. That's all I got for you people today. Thank you all for listening. It's been a whirlwind week. I will be back later on this week. By the time I hear from me again, it'll be April 1st already. Somehow the first quarter will be over. There'll be all sorts of new work involved with that, but I'm excited to do it. And I hope you guys are too. Let's go have ourselves a fantastic day. Go put some good out into the world and you will get good back. I promise you it's a formula and I promise you that it works. Talk to you soon. Bye.